Morning, guys. Welcome to Tuesday, man. Um, today, I, I don't know how many of you guys caught Sunday's message from Greg, but it's he is greater than you think he is. And it was all about Jesus, and it was just an amazing message. So I encourage you right now, if you missed that, go back and watch that because it was huge. Today, I want to look at Jesus again. I want to look at a story about when he raises John the Baptist, but I want to keep in mind, because I think sometimes we're a little desensitized with Jesus, right? Jesus isn't everything, and we know that, and that's kind of part of our Christian lingo. But when we stop and think about who Jesus is and what he did, man, you can't help but just be excited to be a Christian and serving him. So I'm excited for today. Before we jump in, though, let's pray and let's invite God to join us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come before you, and God, I thank you so much for your Son, God, and how this book is about Him, and our life is about getting to know Him and become more like Him. God, I just pray that you would just speak to us through your Word, God. Help us to learn more about your Son, God, and help us to, through His power, become more like Him every day. Thank you for that, God. We pray these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. All right, so before we jump in, because I feel like the story of Lazarus is a pretty famous one, right? We all know it, but I want to look at it with fresh eyes, with a fresh lens of who Jesus is. And if you watched Sunday's message that Greg said, let's watch it with those eyes. And I, to get that perspective, I just want to read the same passage that he did. We're not going to dissect it. We're not going to look into it, but I just want to read it so we can remember who Jesus is, right? So it will be in Colossians 1, and we're just going to read 15 through 20. So here we go. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it has pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Now we went a little further, but man, just just who he is, right? The image of the invisible God, the firstborn, right? The heir um, and all things were created, the creator of all things, God in human form, lived a perfect life, right? And just, man, there's so much power in who Jesus is. And more than that, that he loves us. And today I want to look at this story. So we are going to read in John 11 about when Jesus raises Lazarus. And I want you to focus on the things that Jesus says, the things that Jesus does, and thinking about who he is, the firstborn of all, right? The heir, the creator of everything. In him, everything was created. He is the, per the person of God, which is just an amazing statement, right? He lived that perfect life then he died for us. So this is probably one of his biggest meals, right? Bringing somebody back from the dead. So let's just look at this passage with those eyes of who Jesus is on. John 11 verse 1. 
Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to him, Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus said that, Sorry, when Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. That's funny because two more days, right? You think he'd want to get there quick, but he heard, he loved them. He heard that they were sick and he stayed two more days that he may be glorified. Sorry, squirrel. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks by day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. (laughs) Then the disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Right? So they think they're going back and the Jews are going to stone them all. Right? But Jesus has a plan. So when Jesus came, he found that he he had already been in the tomb for four days. Lazarus had already been in the tomb. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Oh, I love this. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection, and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who has come into the world. And when she said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then Mary came where Jesus was and saw him. She fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore Jesus saw her weeping. And the Jews came to her weeping. He groaned in his spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. 
and some of them could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time the stench for the, there is a stench, for he had been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And they took away from the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe you sent me. Now when he said these things, he cried a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let them go. Oh man, there's so much we could talk about. I love this story though, right? Jesus raises a man from the dead. And the first thing I want to point out is Jesus says from the beginning the purpose of this, right? The whole purpose of this miracle is in verse 4. Sickness is not unto death, but the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it, that people may believe who Jesus is, right? If they haven't seen his other miracles, if they haven't seen that, Jesus said, watch this, right? And it's interesting. I love, there's so many important things that we can pull out, but he keeps saying that. That wasn't the only time. If we look down a little bit further, he talks about it when the disciples ask. Sorry, lost my spot. He says in verse 15, I am glad for your sake that I was not there that you may believe. Nevertheless, go to them. So glad that he did not heal him previously so that they could believe that Jesus was who he said he was. Then, of course, we have this famous one, right? I am the resurrection and the life. More of Jesus speaking about who he is. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. So the big thing that I take away from this, that I take away from Greg's message on Sunday is Jesus is the purpose of our lives, right? He's the reason we're alive. He's the reason we're here and can serve God. Um, one of my favorite verses that I still have been meditating on a lot that Greg brought up was Romans eleven thirty six. 36. Um, in the King James Version, it says, For of him... And through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Man, that is powerful. So I also, that's the King James. I also love the New Living Translation. I think it's fun. You know, in English, we have all these different translations. Some of them are scary, but I think that if you can come back and compare them, they're cool. And the New Living Translation says it like this. It says, for everything comes from him, Jesus, and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. We come from Jesus. We exist by his power and our lives are intended not for our glory, but for his glory. Right? And the only way that we can do that is through his power. Jesus is the goal. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. 
right? The, invi- the visible God, God the visible, right? And he loves us in this. Jesus wept when Lazarus died. Not because he was dead, I don't think, because he was about to raise him, right? But because he had to take Lazarus from where he was. But Jesus wept. He loved Lazarus. He loved the people. This God-man who created everything in whom our purpose is loves us. So here's my challenge. Today and this week and the rest of our lives, but let's focus today, right? One day at a time, is to remember the end goal of our life is Jesus, right? He is who we are attaining to be. We want every day to look more like Jesus through his power. So spend your days chasing after Jesus. Get in your word. Find out more and more about the Son of God, the firstborn, the heir. Becoming more like him, understanding his will, taking his place on that cross, right? You've heard that, and putting him on the throne of your life. Because, just as Greg said so awesomely, he is more amazing than we can ever know. Have a great week, guys. (laughs) 